Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Service. 9.06 p.m. Tuesday, January 31st. The final day of January. And the final day to make your voice heard on something that could really have a major impact on how you get around uh, west, you know, downtown west, Grand Center, and into the downtown area. Uh, it's called Future 64. Now, I want you to picture this. Tell me if you've done this. You've gotten onto 64 from Forest Park Parkway. You come in from the left side, and you need to get off at Jefferson. And... There's four lanes of traffic coming at you, and you have no choice but to play something out of a bad 80s video game like Frogger or something and almost take out everybody as you slam across the highway trying to get off before you get past the exit. This is one of the things that they may be able to fix, and we're going to give you an opportunity to weigh in on it. And the person who is going to tell us more about it is MoDOT area engineer Jane, Jen Wade. Excuse me, Jen. I can say this, I swear. Jen Wade. Thank you for joining <laughs> us on KMOX. Oh, no problem. Thanks for having me. Well, Jen, just tell me, first of all, tomorrow's the last day for people to weigh in. What are you looking for specifically from folks as far as their input on this? And it's a whole stretch, really, from Kings Highway all the way down through Jefferson. What do you want to hear from people? Right. Well, you know, it is the last day, but really it's just the last day for this phase of the project. We are in a, a planning study phase right now. Um, we know at MoDOT we need to. It's time to invest big time in the bridges in this corridor. We've been doing these very big investments in bridges, kind of um, systematically through our St. Louis district. But it's time for this segment to get its bridge facelift. And when we do that, it's a hundred million dollar investment to keep things exactly the way they are. So right now is our time to say, let's make sure we like what we have before we invest that big dollar amount here. When you just look at a map and, and exactly the feature you just mentioned, left entrances with, with exits closely spaced, 
there are problems that you see, even just looking at a map on this corridor. I've almost so died there more than sure. once. I've almost been killed yeah. there more than once. Just want you to know. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. Oh, no. Right. It can be challenging. There's lots of things that don't quite meet what now drivers have come to expect out of interchanges, things like getting off the interstate and back on at the same location. So at this level of the game, what we've done is found some things we've been able to analyze for the corridor. We'd like to hear what people think about the first few things we're throwing out. This isn't a final round for us, but it is an important one so that we know what to design for our real uh, rough draft of this area. Tell me a little bit more of what you guys are throwing around, because I look down at project needs, and this goes beyond bridges and interstates. I mean, you're, you're, it's not often, at least in the past, when you're seeing a plan for an internet, interstate system, that there's discussion of bicycles and pedestrian things like that. Pedestrians, things like that. What are the kind of things you're throwing around that might be different that are that are going to jump out at people? Sure. Well, when we first looked at this corridor. You know, we actually have the capacity we need here for the most part. So, you know, a lot of times when we take a look at the interstate, we're saying, well, does it need a new lane or, you know, do we need, do we need to expand things? That's really not on the table here. To, with this project, we're wondering how our interstate connects with the community. And when you look at those connections, the ramp terminals, we call them, you know, where the ramps really meet those city streets, this is a thriving community here. Lots of businesses coming to the area. Lots of residents living nearby and people, even people who drive the area are pedestrians for part of their trip. So that ended up being really important, not just for pedestrians in the area, but also for businesses and our institutions that are all throughout this corridor. So, yeah, that's a big one. How much interaction do you have with other agencies, with the businesses, the developers in the area, for that matter? I know that uh, yeah, the one criticism I heard back when we did the big redo of 64 from Kings Highway all, all the way out into the county and it was shut down for a year and, and all these things happened and there, mm-hmm. was, there was some Monday morning quarterbacking over <laughs> MoDOT didn't really talk with Metro and we could have put trains and you know, all that kind of stuff. How much interaction do you have with, with the developers who are taking part in the, the, the very quick growth in, the, in that area uh, and also just you know, other agencies? I mean, are, are we talking about ways to uh, f- coordinate public transit into it more or something like that. Yeah, absolutely. In this corridor, it's just so obvious that we can't make these decisions by ourselves. MoDOT manages and owns the interstates here, but the city network is owned by St. Louis City. So right away, we realize we're only part of the fabric of this part of the community here. So we have uh, East West Gateway, our municipal planning organization, on the steering committee for this. We have city. Uh, the city itself, Metro is on with us, and Great Rivers Greenway because they're managing a lot of the bike trails in the area. So we have all those agencies as actual partners helping us guide this study because all these decisions uh, really rely on each other. We saw that as we've been walking through this. So those are our like technical partners on this, but also, like you said, these developers that are in the area, um, the institutions that have been there for we have hospitals and colleges and event centers galore just in these few interchanges um so it's really important as we go through this process we're bringing all those people and we've done so much community outreach trying to make sure we get all those voices to the table make sure people understand what we're thinking about so of the ideas that have been thrown around you know the new ones that have been kicked around on this thing what are your favorites are there is there anything that jumps out at you you know, 
I've been um, surprised by some of the analysis, the results that have come out of the analysis. Um, one of the, my favorite topics, I think, is the Vandevener ramps. So they, uh, we have an eastbound off-ramp and a westbound on-ramp um, that come from Vandevener, and the, they leave the highway right in the middle of the Tower Grove Boyle interchange, and then they touch down to Vandevener kind of far away, a few blocks away from the interstate. And I would have guessed that we would have been able to get rid of those ramps. I was really looking for a way to streamline this, make it more um, intuitive for users and visitors to the area to be able to use this. And one of those ramps is the entrance ramp comes on on the left-hand side. And what we found when we did the analysis is actually it's working pretty smoothly the way it is. You know, the, tra the traffic helps relieve stress from the grand ramp and that left-hand um, on-ramp. You know, it's not perfect. It still leaves some of the things in place, kind of like you were saying with the Forest Park on-ramp on the left side. We don't love those in general, but I really expected to see more of a crash problem there. It really wasn't a hot spot. So it's things like that that I also love. It might not be a change, but something we, we thought we would need to change. But now that we've looked at it with, you know, much closer, it might not actually be something that needs to change. The one that I look at that makes me just go, gosh, I hope we can find a better solution is our um, – the little loop ramp that serves Grand from the west. So westbound off-ramp, we all know it. You just make that real sharp turn and come up to Grand. Um, I would like to see something that works a little bit smoother for traffic there. Um, we'll, we'll see. We've got a couple options on the table. Um, and then I think the, the other place that we we're really expecting to see some great options is what I call the spaghetti ramps, which is Forest Park Avenue has two ramps that that touch down to I-64 as well as Market Street, and they crisscross each other, and they end up taking a lot of space up. And that's okay if that's what you need for the interstate to function well, but if we don't need that space for interstate ramps to swoop around and have grassy rolling hills in an urban area, that space can really be put to good use, um, making other um, destinations or residential space, things like that, that can really bring more value to the community. So what does the time frame on this look like? When when do we – I know you guys have to take all the information and crunch all the data. When do we start turning dirt and when do we think we have something done and, and what does it look like while it's happening also? Is this another shut the whole thing down for a period of time or is it done differently? Right. That's a great question. So the factor that's driving this work is the bridges in this part of the corridor. And so those really have a ticking clock on them. Um, the first one that we know really needs attention um, should be, we should be working on it in fiscal year 27. So that would be calendar year 26, probably later, late end of that year. So we'll be trying to get some projects put together with that kind of deadline in mind. That's pretty fast for interstate work with all of the, um, the subsequent planning and engagement steps that really have to fit in between now and then as well. So that's really the first time I'd expect to see major projects here in terms of like what traffic management might look like in that time that comes at a later phase. But I think it's, I think we can expect to see major impacts. I'm not exactly sure how that's going to look, but this public engagement, this outreach is really part of saying, Hey, don't forget, we're going to have some big work coming here soon. Okay. So 
The if you want to weigh in, they've got a form up online right now. The website is future64.com. Now, this stage of the input, the uh, is basically uh, where you can go onto the website. You click the form. You you put in what you think. Ends tomorrow. Tomorrow is your last day to do this. So again, go to future64.com to uh, take a look at that and and weigh in while you still can. And Jen Wade, thank you so much. I'm sure we're going to be talking a lot more about this in the coming months and years. I hope so. Thank you so much, George. Appreciate the time. All righty. It's 916. You're listening to KMOX. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. on a Tuesday night, a cold, cold Tuesday night out there here in St. Louis. Hope everybody is inside and staying out of the elements because it is not a good night to be out there all day like this. Supposed to warm up a little bit. That'll be nice. I'm George Sells with you until 10 o'clock. A couple of things on my mind today. What One thing I just ran across this on Twitter this is from a Major League Baseball writer, and it's not about baseball so much as about TV viewing. And uh, basically, he put up his uh, email he received from YouTube TV that their deal with the MLB Network is ending tonight. So if you've got YouTube TV and you like watching out-of-market baseball, Major League Baseball or the MLB Network, uh, that ship just sailed. And I bring this up because there has been this 
ongoing battle between various streaming services, various cable companies, uh, and and the like, and the different broadcasters or, or rights holders uh, of professional sports. It's really been bad in baseball, hockey. Uh, th- those have been some tough ones, and uh, it's it's maddening. It is absolutely maddening how. You have YouTube TV, for example, and that to me was a really strong uh, platform of all the different streaming services. And I've had several of them over the last few years bouncing around between cable and and other different outlets. Uh, YouTube TV was probably my favorite as far as what worked well. Well, of course. YouTube TV and Hulu TV, which was also somewhat similar, they couldn't play nice with the folks at Sinclair who own what is now Bally Sports Midwest. So if I wanted to watch Cardinal Baseball, wasn't going to do it on YouTube TV. Same with Blues Hockey. Well, th- this was a deal breaker for me. I waited it out through probably the first quarter, maybe half of the 2019 season. If I, remember, I think it was the 2019 Blues season, uh, 2018 to, into 2019. The year they won the Cup. But this was the, the stinky part where they got to being the worst team in the league before they made the miraculous comeback. Uh, but I was trying to wait it out, thinking, oh, these guys are certainly going to make a deal because we'd seen this brinksmanship before between broadcasters and cable companies and whatever. Never happened. To this day, you can't watch the Blues on YouTube TV. You can't watch the Cardinals on YouTube TV uh, via Bally Sports Midwest. And, folks, it's infuriating. It is absolutely maddening in my eyes that this continues to be an issue because what's really happening here is that the leagues involved, particularly the leagues that have a lot of games and have the the local cable deals, your your NHL, your NBA, your Major League Baseball. Uh, I don't know how Major League Soccer falls into this yet. We're still kind of learning that league. But uh, those, those other three biggies all have these kind of contracts. And basically what they're doing is they're going out, they're selling to the highest bidder and saying, oh, yeah, and if you want to screw our fans, have at it. You know, at what point does somebody, what point does a group of owners in one of these leagues stand up and say, you know what? This is where the line is. This is what we are not going to tolerate because at the end of the day, their benefit is to have more eyeballs on their games. Fair? More people watching, the better for the team, the better for their marketing, the better for selling themselves. I don't think that that is uh, any kind of advanced calculus or you know grad school marketing philosophy. More eyes are better. And not only that, the more eyes that are watching the games, the better you can engage with your fans and maybe make them like you more and maybe make them want to come down to the the stadium or the arena on a given night and watch a game. That's supposed to be what this is all about. I'm not saying that they don't have a right to make money. I mean, of course they do. This is capitalism. It's a business, and that's how it's supposed to be. I'm I'm not begrudging them the ability to make a buck, but at some point... At some point, please, 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 can Major League Baseball, the National Hockey League, and the National Basketball Association finally stand up to your own rights holders and tell them there are limits? 
And one of those limits is making your is basically making the product unavailable to a significant portion of the market. And it's happening all over the country. It's not unique to St. Louis. It's not unique to Bali. I mean, out in Los Angeles, uh, Spectrum, who they've got not even half the market probably, they bought exclusive rights to the Dodgers. So the only way that you can watch the Los Angeles Dodgers in Los Angeles is if you've got Spectrum. Now, great marketing ploy, certainly. It's a great way to squeeze the customer and to basically take every Dodger fan and shove them into a corner and say, you're either going to do business with us or you're not going to see the games. But is that really how those teams want to treat their fans? You know, the, the, the basic cable packages tend to be more expensive than some of the streaming options. So are you really going to just put a gun to the head of your fan base, particularly your lower-income fans who maybe can't afford to pay that bill? Especially out there, my God. Everything's expensive out there. But it's the same thing here. And I know Bally's got their thing now where you can do the one-off and, and, and stream directly through them and all that. But it's just it's gotten too complex. And it is not in the best interest of the fans who support these teams. Because at the end of the day, you know, it's the old tree falling in a forest thing. If nobody's watching, does it make a sound? Nobody's watching the, the games. Who cares? I mean, I know the Cardinals can feel pretty emboldened by the fact that they're, you know, an icon in St. Louis and a, a part of the fabric of the community. But... At some point, makes you wonder if the if the fans are going to just put their foot down and say, "Hey, we've had enough." John's on the line. John, welcome to KMOX. Oh, I'm sorry, that was my bad. I thought I saw a green light next to it, and I didn't. Stand by here one second. We'll we'll get with John in a minute. But yeah, I think it's the basic concept of of the fan and what is being, you know, how the fan is being treated by the teams. And, and it's, it's really frustrating. I, I, wanna, I just want to be able to sit down with a good quality streaming service and watch games. I'm not going to say who I've got now, but it's, it's, def, it's definitely an issue and something that uh, will just make you a little bit nuts. It'll make you a lot nuts, really. John is with us now. John, welcome to Camelax. Uh Yeah, is that me? Yep, that's you. Hey, just get Spectrum. It's I love I love Spectrum. I got the silver package. It's one hundred and forty dollars a month, and I got everything. I got Bally Sports. I got everything, and I don't need anything else. Spectrum, Spectrum George, that's the way to go. Yeah, and a lot of people a lot of people like Spectrum. They they have a good product. Um, I think it just depends on. What you want to do? There should be options. My my feeling is this: if you live in St. Louis, Missouri, John, you should be able to watch television in whatever fashion you choose, and you should be able to watch the Cardinals. You should be able to watch the Blues. I I think that that falls well, almost into you, a God given right category. I mean, come on now. <laughs> I know it used to be like that. It, no, it, it did. You didn't even have to pay to watch the Cardinal baseball games. But I'm 64 years old. I'm retired. And it, it is what it is, George. It's just, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to watch Cardinal baseball. 
and uh, and if I have to pay for Spectrum, I pay for Spectrum. But do you now, not agree I, that the Cardinals, if they wanted to, could put their foot down on some of these standoffs between these companies? You know, Bally, Bally just will not make peace with YouTube TV and Hulu TV. I would think that the Cardinals, whether it's in contract negotiations or just in good faith with a partner that they're exchanging a lot of money with, could impact that situation if they chose to. Wow, George, you're being too naive. No, it's too much money. Yeah, no. well, maybe no. I am. I will not. I will not rule that out. But I. But I do think oh, this. The, the way too much money. Their their new contract they just got from Valley Sports. It's a lot. Over a billion dollars, George. <laughs> Fair enough. Over a billion. Well, yeah, you, no. Well, they're not going to turn. John, I'm up against the clock. Thank you for being with us. It's 9.31 p.m. in St. Louis. We'll be back in a moment on KMOX. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. At your service, it is Tuesday night in downtown St. Louis, a cold night under the arch. And definitely something that you want to avoid. If you can avoid those elements, do so. One thing you cannot avoid of late is an advertising. And I'm not saying you'd want to avoid it. I'm just saying it's an advertising campaign that's been out there big time. It's a segue, we call it in the business. Tell me if this sounds familiar to you. There was this controversial figure. Everywhere he went, people challenged him. They questioned his ideology, trolled him, called him ugly names. But he never took the bait, never raised his voice, refused to retaliate because he believed he could change the world by turning the other cheek. The He Gets Us campaign is something that has been all over TV, all over sports. If you're a sports fan, you've seen it pretty much everywhere. And they have a stated goal of spending a billion dollars over the next three years uh, in this He Gets Us advertising, talking about Jesus. It, it is a, it, an evangelical format, I would say, but it's it's a lot different, a lot much different approach than what you're used to seeing. This is, not, this is not your father's evangelism or your mother's evangelism, they might say. And we're joined now by Jordan Carson from the He Gets Us campaign. Jordan, thank you for joining us on KMOX tonight. Yeah, thank you so much for having me and spending time with me. 
Absolutely. Let me just start with this, because this is the question I've heard a zillion people ask. Many sports fans, you turn on a Cardinal game and we see your ads on the on the back wall behind the catcher when the pitchers are being thrown. Who are you guys? And what are you, what are you doing? Yeah, I love that question. So he gets us as really a campaign turned movement to reintroduce people to the Jesus of the Bible and his confounding love and forgiveness. And so the campaign is really designed to create a cultural change through increasing the respect and relevancy of Jesus. And so we really believe that his words and example in life have relevance in our lives today. And we're hoping that this offers hope for a better future. Now, one thing I think stands out to me, stands out to a lot of people, is so much of of religion and the evangelism, if you will, uh, has been politicized over the years. Uh, and, and it's to a point I think a lot of people feel as though that when somebody starts talking about uh, Christianity in particular, that they are almost always coming from a certain place on the political spectrum. And yet watching this messaging, uh, it's very clear that you're, you're appealing to people who maybe don't fall into those, into those same politics, that, it, that maybe it's a little less about politics. And is that something that, that is discussed behind closed doors there? Yeah, you know, he gets us as really a campaign that's a uniting force. So um, we're really uniting individuals and entities that represent a diverse racial, ethnic, cultural, and socioeconomic background. Um, And, you know, I'm really glad that you brought this up because we do have two primary goals that we focus on. And and the first is that we really want to introduce people, especially those who might be skeptical of Christianity, to the real Jesus by highlighting his relevance to modern life. And that's what you're seeing on those ads is, is how his life is relatable to what's happening in so many people's current situation, but how he used radical compassion and love without condition. And then the second primary goal that we have is we really want to call up on Christians to reflect the authentic Jesus in how they treat others. I think, you know, you and I and many people who are listening have seen on national news. We're no stranger to seeing how people have developed into treating each other, and we needed to do a better job. And so if we're able to self-reflect and, and look at the way that we behave and the way that we treat other people and then question ourselves and ask, is this really a reflection of the authentic Jesus and how he would want us to treat others? I think that we would think a little bit differently, don't you? Well, certainly I think a lot of people feel that way, but at the same time, you do have uh, some people tied to your group financially. Uh, David Green from Hobby Lobby has been a a controversial figure, Uh, conservative groups, uh, the Alliance Defending Freedom, uh, and these are some groups that there are there are folks out there, uh, LGBT groups, for example, who feel like they have not been treated very nicely by these folks. So, is this a is this a shift in what maybe some of these folks' views are, or is this simply you know they're the people who got together and, and were willing to spend the money? You know, I'm I'm gonna let me answer that by saying that um, you know the He Gets Us campaign, it really is not affiliated with any church or denomination or political group or agenda at all. But it's open to partnering with people who share the goal to help others see and follow the example of the real Jesus of the Bible 
And that's really what we're focusing on and, and what this is all about. Tell me this. You're, the, the idea, a billion dollars over three years, that is a lot of money. You guys, I believe I saw one article that talked about your spending being the equivalent of the, of the Kroger grocery chain, which is one of the biggest in the country. Uh, that is a lot of money to spend. How do you measure success out of this? You know, I think, you know, like talking about us advertising on the NFL and the NBA, and we have the Super Bowl coming up, and this is really a cultural moment where we're hoping to captivate millions of Americans. So the goal is really, with the two ads specifically on the Super Bowl, is that we're going to inspire those who might be skeptical of Christianity to maybe pause and ask the questions and learn a little bit more about Jesus, but also then encouraging Christians to live out their faith a little bit more authentically and exhibit that same confounding love and, and maybe forgiveness as well that Jesus modeled for us. And so, um, you know, when we're partnering with a lot of these sporting events, this is a way to really captivate millions of Americans in some of these big cultural moments right here in the United States. We're about a year into the campaign now, but I, I would ask you to, to kind of go back for me. What did you think personally the first time you saw the storytelling in these spots and the way that these stories are, are woven? Because, again, they, they're definitely a departure from, I think, what anybody has seen uh, in religious advertising. You know, I actually thought it was really refreshing. I think that's one of the things that people first think. They, they think, okay, I saw this ad. And then it, it mentions Jesus. What, what am I seeing? What did I just see? And I think everyone can really benefit from understanding and respecting the values of Jesus that are expressed in these ads. And so, you know, many people, um, they really want the specific values for themselves that can be reflected in Jesus, like seeking peace or um, being approachable and compassionate and then being loving to all. I think that these are things that people want for their own lives. And so, these ads are reflective of that, you know, the compassion and seeking peace and things that maybe Jesus experienced that we can relate to our own lives and things that we're going through every single day. Okay, let me ask you one last kind of cynics question, but and I'm sure you get a few of these, but there are going to be people, be people out there who would say that a billion dollars could help a lot of people, could feed a lot of people, could house a lot of people, and yet you're spending it on advertising on sporting events. Uh, what do you say to the people who question maybe how you're investing this money and, and how you can, you know, money that could really directly impact people if it was spent, if it was spent that way? And I'm hoping that it will directly impact people. I think we all are. You know, when you look back at the Bible and you, you see how um, people were going out and, and they had their messages and they wanted to have them heard on the biggest platforms to be heard. That's exactly what this campaign is doing. And so to have this cultural moment where we can captivate millions of Americans that are watching on television and to be able to have everyone pause and say, okay, what was that about? Was that, that was about Jesus? And maybe going to hegetsus.com afterwards to just find out more. Maybe people have questions. Maybe people are going through difficult times in their own lives. And if they go to hegetsus.com, just from seeing that ad, that will start the conversation, maybe in their own circle, maybe just 
the conversation with themselves to be able to go online and, and request prayer for something that they're going through. Or um, they can text to the Super Bowl, text Super Bowl to 70193, and they can receive answers and, and find out more about the campaign. Um, we also just rolled out um, version, which is on our website. We have three different reading plans that are currently um, out there now. We're rolling out a fourth and fifth in the very near future. And so people really can take their own journey on their own time. Um, this is not um, a campaign where we're, you know, making people watch something or making people um, listen to um, something that maybe they don't want to. This is really just pointing people into the direction of Jesus, and, um, and people can take that journey as, as they need to on their own time and their own pace. Okay, Jordan Carson from the He Gets Us campaign. Thank you for joining us tonight on KMOX. Thank you so much. It is 9.46 p.m. Back in a moment. KMOX at your service. I'm George Sells. And down the stretch we come, 9.51 p.m. on a Tuesday night here at KMOX. George Sells with you. KMOX at your service for the next few minutes, coming up to 10 o'clock, where we will bid farewell. Finish things up tonight with another expansion. You you see these things in the business journal a lot, in the paper, a restaurant expanding here, something else happening there. But it, there's a bigger picture to all this. Okay, first things first, Four Hands Brewery, which... I don't know about you, but I love uh, citywide great beer. They, they make a lot of really good beers, and they are in the process of a couple of expansion projects. They've got one they've been working on in Kirkwood uh, that is supposed to finally come to fruition sometime here in 2023, which is going to be a, a brewery, and they're going to have the Peacemaker restaurant there. But they've just announced another one that they're also getting getting going on, that they're hoping to open up late summer or something along those lines, out in Chesterfield. And this is out at the district. If you've driven out that way on Interstate 64, or if you live in, in Chesterfield, you're certainly familiar with it. It was the it was one of those two uh one of those two outlet malls they opened up out there a few years back. And it's interesting, there was controversy at the time. They were building two outlet malls at the same time. From the ground up, everybody was saying there's no way they can both survive, and everybody was basically right. One of them has survived. The other one, they're turning into this entertainment area, calling it the district. Meanwhile, those two outlet malls, many will say, also put the Chesterfield Mall out of business, or, or at least the, the final death knell for it. Uh, it is now sitting there abandoned. So this mall wars thing they had going out going on out there left them with basically two out of three of their malls as casualties but what's happening now is what's is what's really interesting to me so normally an entertainment district so let's say like the Del Mar Loop this forms organically. Somebody opens a bar. Somebody else opens a restaurant. Another place opens. Then comes the nightclub, then an entertainment venue. And over time, this little area grows, and it grows into the spot where people want to go, and they're going to go out, and they're going to have dinner, they're going to have a few drinks, go see a show, all that kind of stuff. And, it, and it, it's an evolution. Chesterfield basically is building the entertainment district. They're taking the old uh, outlet mall and they're saying, here's the factory. We now have our entertainment venue. Here's the 
Forehands, we now have our brewery. Here is High Point, we now have our burger joint. And they're just putting it all in one spot. Across the way over at the old Chesterfield Mall, they're plan- the plans are to tear that down and to build a downtown. Again, downtown St. Louis is is the product of 250 years of evolution that brought us to what it, what it is today, for better or for worse. Good things, bad things. But it evolved. Chesterfield is saying, we don't have downtown. Knock that down. Build downtown. And they're just going to build it. Uh, if you live in Chesterfield, this is good, I would think. It's giving you ac- closer access to th- things you want. You hear people complain about, oh, I don't want to go all the way to the city for my entertainment. Well, now they won't have to. So the question I leave you with this evening is this. Is what they are doing in Chesterfield simply a function of giving the residents what they want, of developers coming in and meeting demand that exists, which it certainly does? Or if you want to take a deeper look at it or a different look at it, is this simply a further step in dividing the county, particularly West County, from the city. You keep putting stuff out there, eventually they'll never have to go into the city for the rest of their lives if they don't want to, other than to see a Cardinal game. And, heck, they may try to get the Cardinals out there someday. Who knows? Uh, So which is it? Or is it both? I mean, it may be the the division portion. I don't mean to say that there's some, like, grand scheme, some plot going on. I, I look at it more as an unintended consequence. But I fear it is that, a consequence of this sort of, you know, jump-starting your community in, in a, I won't say an unnatural way, but a way that this isn't normally done. But uh, it, it's a shame, in my view, that you're giving people more reason not to come to the urban core. Because last I checked... Somebody from Chesterfield goes out of town and somebody comes up to him and says, hey, where are you from? They're not going to say Chesterfield. They're going to say St. Louis. And that still matters. So some food for thought. And to the folks in Chesterfield, keep coming to the city once in a while, too. Let's go. Let's go both ways with that. 956, it has been a pleasure being with you. KMOX is at your service. My name is George Sells, and we'll catch you next time. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.